Kia ora and welcome. From Radio New Zealand National, here's Our Changing World. There's an ongoing debate about whether the extinctions of megafauna around the world were caused by humans or by climate change. With its short history of human occupation, just 750 years, New Zealand is a great place to look at the impact of humans on wildlife without any climate change impact involved. Previous work at the University of Otago on sea lions and yellow-eyed penguins showed that Maori hunting caused the extinction of mainland species, followed by the recolonisation of other subantarctic species. John Waters and Nick Rawlins tell Alison that they've just published a paper that shows that something quite different happened to Stuart Island shags. It's a very topical and lively debate around the world and where we have this pattern where large species in particular, large mammals, large birds, go extinct in the last 50,000 years or so, but also at different times in different parts of the world. So some people put these rapid extinction events down to humans arriving and humans hunting, but there are other studies that point to the effects of climate change. And even in the last few weeks, in the last month or so, there have been a couple of papers, one saying that a lot of these events are down to climate change. Another one saying, oh no, they're they're about human hunting pressure. So even though the debate has been going for a while, we're we're still in the thick of it, really. It's likely to be one thing in one place and another thing in another place? Well, I think that's right. So I think it can be fairly nuanced. So one study was looking at what had happened in the Arctic part of the world, so really high latitudes in the northern hemisphere, and they were finding that, that these little warm periods over the last 30,000, 40,000 years had been important in driving some of the large species like mammoth to extinction in those regions. But then we have other studies from, from the Pacific or from Australia which seem to point more to, to human impacts. So New Zealand is a great place to look at human impacts almost in the absence of major climate change events because humans have only been here in the last 750 years. So the finger points very strongly at humans here. I think the finger does point strongly at humans in in New Zealand, but still there are little blips in the climate that have occurred here, like medieval warm period or little ice age that may have had some sort of localised impacts on things, potentially. And we thought New Zealand is is an interesting place because we we have here um, the potential to compare different parts of New Zealand where there are different amounts of human pressure, and that's what, what this work was about. You've been doing some interesting work climbing inside this issue of extinctions and discovering that it's not quite as we thought. So can you just paint us a picture for what you found out with your recent work on both New Zealand sea lions and yellow-eyed penguins? Looking into the fossil record and the archaeological record, we found that there used to be an endemic New Zealand sea lion lineage and and an endemic New Zealand um, penguin species called the Waitaha penguin. These things were here at the time of human arrival. They're no longer here, and they seem to have gone extinct very rapidly associated with human arrival. But the really interesting and exciting part of that picture was that then we have subantarctic lineages, so a subantarctic yellow-eyed penguin and a subantarctic sea lion moving north into the southern part of South Island and Stewart Island. So if humans wiped them out, how did they come back? It's a really interesting point. And, and our work is starting to, to point to changes in human pressure that allowed the subantarctic ones to come back in and get a foot in the door. So we think what's happened down in the southern part of South Island and, and Stewart Island, probably a drop-off in human numbers down in this part of the woods, has, has allowed um, 
these large species to come back and, and get a foothold around our coast again. So Nick, John was talking about these differences in human pressure, how we might get human pressure for a couple of hundred years and then maybe there's less pressure. So there are patterns then that can happen at a regional level. And that is some of the things that you've been looking at in this new paper on Stewart Island shags? Ah, uh, Yes, it is. So Stewart Island shag is the shag that you find nesting out at Tyroa Head with the albatross. And it really comes in two flavours or two lineages. We've got Otago lineage, which today is only obviously around Otago, and we have a Fovo um, straight lineage. And the Otago lineage at the time of Polynesian arrival, about 1280 AD, used to be spread from Marlborough Sound, so up near Wairau Bar and Marfells Beach, right down into the southern Catlins near Punawea and Papatowai. And what we find is that within 100 years of human arrival, so about 1380 AD, they go through a massive bottleneck. So they lose greater than 99% of their population size and genetic diversity and refuge to the rocky islands around Otago. And they've never really recovered at all. They are increasing their geographic distribution, so they're spreading back up into north and south Otago, but their numbers are still declining. So this is in contrast to the Fovo Strait lineage, which has had a very stable geographic history and demographic um, history through time. It's always been in Fovo Strait. We don't find any detectable signal of a population bottleneck. And it all ties down to what we're seeing with the turnover of these mainland New Zealand and subantarctic lineages and human pressure, in that the Otago lineage can't expand back out of Otago because once you get up into Canterbury North, you've got increasing human population size supported by horticulture, even though there's prime uh, nesting areas. And they only really survive in Otago because the human population is stagnated and there's rocky offshore islets. And with the Fovo lineage, it's what we're seeing with the sea lions and penguins is they survive because there is this drop-off in human population size. So been hypothesised there's abandonment of the region from about 1450 AD until sealers and whalers turn up in the late 1700s, early 1800s. So that's interesting. So Stuart Island was acting like a bit of a, a sanctuary and meanwhile in Otago where there was much more pressure from humans, the population dropped, went through a bottleneck. Yeah. So we don't think human population numbers were that high in Fovo Strait even during the early Maori period um, and once all the big animals like the mara and the sea lions and elephant seals have been eaten out they just abandoned the area because there was no reason to go there so it works as a real nice sanctuary whereas during the early Maori period from about 1280 to 1450 AD the East and South Island had some of the highest human population densities in New Zealand so things went extinct very very quickly and then Definitely in Otago and possibly also south of Christchurch, as once all of the megafauna had been killed off, the human population size stagnated and uh, shifted north of Banks Peninsula. So Otago can now start acting as a refuge for the Otago lineage. These are really interesting results. What's the significance? What does it tell us? One of the big implications for this research is we have such contrasting demographic history. So we have contraction and bottleneck in Otago versus stability in Fovo Strait. And these two areas are climatically very similar. So pretty much that means you can rule out climate change? Yes.
I think, with the, as John was saying, with the megafauna extinction debate, it's saying it's a lot more nuanced than it's either climate change or it's humans. And in New Zealand, yes, it's humans, but now we're getting to be an old answer, well, was the level of hunting the same across the entire country? And so with the shags, we're saying, well, actually, it's differential human impacts. It was a lot worse on mainland New Zealand than it was in Fovo Strait. And we're beginning to see that the impacts on megafauna in New Zealand um, and the responses of megafauna on these large animals is very individualistic. So Fovo Strait lineage is very little impacted, whereas the Otago one is heavily impacted. With Moa, we see simultaneous extinction across the entirety of New Zealand, but fur seals refuge probably in Fiordland along with the crested penguins. You're getting very, very individualistic responses um, to human pressure. That was Nick Rawlins, and you also heard John Waters, both from the University of Otago. That's all for now. For more, check us out on the web, radionz.co.nz forward slash Our Changing World. Kia ora mai.